We talking about practice. This is the hottest sports show that's not a sports show. Let's have a conversation. What up, world? Welcome to the TBP show. I'm your host, the Almighty Merge. Shouts to our sponsor, Sauce Cannabis, Sauce Supply. Make sure you guys check them out. Three states, Nevada, Massachusetts, and California. We got a legend today, y'all. A UNLV running rebel alum. The last point guard to play for coach Jerry Tarkanian before he stepped down. Uh, before the NCAA pretty much fucked up his whole legend. But he's still a legend in my my opinion. <laughs> uh, ranks fifth in career assists and eighth in career steals. All time with the Rebels. Um, president and head coach of West Coast Basketball. Uh, father to four extremely talented kids. Um, his first son will be UNLV's point guard. Everybody makes some noise for D-Don Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been good. You good? Yeah. Real I know good. We, we talked real brief that you got a lot of things going, uh, but how's how's the family? Like, how's just family? Yeah. Outside of business, how's family going? Family is good. Everybody's yeah. healthy. Um, That's good, man. You know, we got some new things on the horizon. Yeah. Um, kids are getting old. Yes. Yes. We got two in middle school now. We got one left in high school. And then, of mm-hmm. course, DJ's at UNLV for the first year. Yeah. I seen a picture of uh, Cayman. And I was like, damn, have I been away for that long? <laughs> like, he was doing, like, I don't know, like making a move in the air. And I was like, he, he looks so much longer now. And just like, <laughs> he's starting to look like how I, when I first saw DJ. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, how's Tyus doing? I know, was he a Tyus junior doing, this year? Yeah, sophomore? Tyus is a sophomore this year. Okay. At, at Liberty High School. So. Got you. He's doing good. He's uh, they're gonna be starting the season in the next month or so. Okay. Um, he had a really good summer with uh, Dream Vision. Yeah. Playing sixteen U for them this summer, but uh, he's doing good. He's healthy. It got hurt, but he's back healthy again. And okay, they'll be starting the season soon. That's good, man. Um, I know like DJ had uh, he had he kind of hit the waves in terms of like social media and just uh, getting his rankings up like around I think his junior year. Mm-hmm. It like really exploded. Yeah. Um. But the word, you know, and everybody that's seen senior kids play, that Tyus is like another piece of magic, uh, uh, like DJ. But if not, could be better mm-hmm. than when what DJ was at his age. Do yeah. you feel the same way? Yeah, he has a chance. He has a yeah. chance to be really good. If he keeps working, um, yeah. you know, the sky's the limit. You right. know, he's, he's, he's smart. He's uh, He's athletic. Okay. Um, he has really good quick twitch. He can shoot it. Very high basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's right there. He's right there. We're looking for him to looking for him to have a big uh, sophomore year. Yeah. And a bigger summer. Um, right. So he has a chance to be pretty good. That's good, man. Where Where's Cayman playing at? Cayman is at Tarkanian Middle School. Okay. Um, this year, um, he and my daughter Brooke, they're mm-hmm. twins. And uh, he's also playing for me. He's playing with our eighth grade team, okay. um, our West Coast Rebel eighth grade team. Actually, okay. they're playing the tournament this weekend. All right, lo- here locally. Um, but he's getting there too. Yeah, uh, it's it's like our whole. It's it's funny because our house goes through a kind of like a. It's kind of like seasons. Every like three years, mm-hmm. we, it seems like we come into a different season with DJ going off to college. And uh, the twins going into middle school. Yeah, um, we're kind of in a in a different season right now. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because Cayman going into middle school this summer. He wanted contact, so he got rid of the goggles. Mm. He wanted his hair cut, so he got his hair cut. So when people see him now, they're like, 
Is that Cayman? Yeah, that's that's Cayman. He's gotten bigger. Yeah, he's gotten stronger. He's gotten faster. Like you said, he's he's at this age. I think he's longer than both boys. Mm-hmm. We're thinking that he's going to be bigger than bigger than DJ and Tyus. Yeah. So, um, you know, our 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 whole household is kind of changing. Right. I mean, it's it's usually like that anyway, right? Yeah. In any any family household, yes. you know, yes. as yes. your kids grow. Uh, things change. Yeah. You you enter as a parent, you enter in this new zone of parenting. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, but at least you have like some experience with DJ at least. Exactly. But yeah. it's, but it's really different when one leaves. Okay. Cause, cause DJ leaving um, was a big deal for our family. Yeah. Uh, we're a very tight knit, you know, family. So with him leaving, it was kind of weird the first two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of go in his room and you're like, he's not, Right, He's got here, um, but after about two or three weeks, we started to kind of get used to it. I think he got used to being away from home as well. Yeah, but you know, it's it's we're very proud of him. Yeah, we're happy for for him and 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 his his personal growth as a young person. Right, and taking this next step in his life. So, so you know. I know I know he's at home, like playing at UNLV, um, but he's not at home. Did he so he's on campus with yes. the rest of the players. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, yeah, does he no. drive to practice? And no, he rides a scooter to practice because he lives two minutes from campus. Okay, or thirty seconds from campus. So got you. Um, he's on campus. He's happy about being away from home. Yeah. Um, and it it took again. It took Tina and I a minute to get used to him not being there, but we're good now. Right. So I would assume he was like the captain when it came to his siblings. And is Tyus kind of taking the rain up a little more? Tyus is Tyus is kind of taking over. Cayman yeah. is taking over a little bit, and of course, Brooke is always Brooke. Brooke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is she is she uh, is she hooping? Yes, she is. Okay. Yes, she is. She's. Uh, we wanted to kind of, you know, kind of wait yeah. and kind of see. You know, we just really stuck to training with her. Right. And uh, you know, because I'm just a firm believer with the girls. When you start them too early, mm-hmm. you know, they some get injured, knees, and you know, exactly. you know how it is with, yeah. with girls. It's exactly. just a little different. So we started started her off training a lot more than playing, mm-hmm. and uh, now she's starting to play a little bit more. She's starting to become a better athlete. Right. Um, she's a really good shooter. She's she's very physical, mm-hmm. and uh, I think at the end she'll be pretty good. She'll be able to get a scholarship one day if she keeps at yeah. it. No, for sure. I I, I feel the same way. Um, just when I first um, met met all you guys, but when I first mm-hmm. seen Brooke, and just I know you guys weren't really having her play games, yeah. but just her being around the boys and like her competitive nature, just like I remember one time she just like asked me to play one on one. She was really young. I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah." She started dribbling. I was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> that sounds like her. Yeah. So that's good though, because um, yeah. I know she's her personality is yes. vibrant. You know, yes. She's out there. Hundred percent. Yeah. She's almost like I know. Came is like real quiet, and they're twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're like night and day. That's good though, man. Um, West Coast. How's West Coast doing? We're thriving. We're yeah. getting bigger. Um, we're just trying to grow the program. Right. Um, you know, we've had a lot of kids come through our program. Yes. You know, a lot True. of Division One guys, some some pros, mm-hmm. um, a lot of different sports, football, um, basketball. Right. Uh, some baseball players. It's funny because we just ran into uh, Dalton Kincaid's parents last night. Really? 
So Dalton Kincaid played for us from like, I don't know, maybe fifth or sixth grade to about eighth, eighth or ninth grade. Really? Yeah, and it was really good to see his parents because they're really, really good people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was talking to her, talking to mom last night, we were just talking about how we never talked about, like, because he was around when Troy Brown was around. Okay. And, you know, we never talked about those guys being pros. Mm -hmm. You know, all we talked about was development, being good athletes, being good people. Um, and just just developing and to 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 good good kids and good people, and we never talked about any of those kids going pro. Yeah. Um. I I personally think it's kind of taboo to talk about kids when they're so young about this kid's a pro or that. Right. I, I don't like doing that. And to see how, just to see how successful that kid is. Mm. Um. He was always a hard worker, and you know he wasn't the greatest basketball player. But he was just a really good athlete, and he was a hard worker, and his parents were just great people. Yeah, and you like to, you know, you like to see that kind of stuff. And when you see him on TV playing in the NFL, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and he's, he's yeah, I mean, exa exactly, yeah, exactly. And he's and about then, to get a chance now for sure. Exactly. With, with and then Knox his hurt. road, his road was yeah. just like, I want to say he he went to junior college, mm -hmm. and then I don't know if he walked on or what he did, but I know he went to junior college, and then you know he he. Played great at U University of Utah, yeah, and to get drafted and have a have a career the way he had in, in college, and then now he's playing for the Buffalo Bills. It's just you know, it's just yeah. crazy. That I didn't know. Is he a Vegas kid or he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, Vegas a Vegas kid. kid. Yeah, went to wow. Coronado. Went to I think he went to either he went to Bob Miller or Del Webb. Mm. Ended up being at Faith Lutheran for a couple of years, and then yeah. you know going to junior college. I want to say he went to junior college maybe in San Diego. I think. Okay, I'm not sure, but um. And then doing a couple of years at Utah and then get drafted and just to see him out there, you know, young Dalton. You know, That's crazy. Saying you coach the NFL player. Yeah, it yeah. is. Is it that is. the uh, one of your only players that play in the NFL? Do you got any um, other players? That I can think of, yes. Okay. That I can think of, yes. But, you know, we have a few pro basketball players either overseas or in the NBA. Right. Um, we have a ton of uh, kids that play Division One basketball. Yeah, for and, sure. And football. So, um, you know, it's just happy. To, I mean, it's just really good to be able to help these kids. For as long as I've known you, you've really been helping kids yeah. uh, not even just learn the game of basketball or uh, be an athlete in general, but just be young men, yep. you know, um, and your kids in general. Like uh, when I was coaching at Schofield and, uh, well, pretty much DJ in this whole school from middle school to high school, he's yep. just been around. Yep. He's such a... Uh, He's a good man. Like, I just knew even when he was a kid yeah. that he would be something great even further than just an athlete. Like, he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, one of the things that I really noticed was when he was in middle school, um, and I got to give the parents credit for this, yeah. you know, um, but he didn't hang around the same kids that you would see athletes hang around. <laughs> like, he was with, for lack of a better word, he was with, like, misfits, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I just go to like walk around campus and see him during lunch. I'm like, he's not even hanging with the basketball team <laughs> yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, but usually it's the misfits, right? That become great people, you know, <laughs> later on. So, um, but I'm, I'm sure he never had a problem fitting in. You know, DJ's definitely a good kid, talented, talented. We're going to get in, into him a lot. But I want to talk, I want to talk more about 
about you, the mm-hmm. father, former uh, uh, basketball player um, in, in the early 90s. Uh, why UNLV? Like, what was the lens like in college basketball in the early 90s? Why did you choose UNLV? Well, uh, number one, it was it was it was not very far away from home, right? But it was close enough to home. Okay, you're being from, from LA, being, right? Being from Southern California, yeah. um, you know, you could take a, a, a hour flight, yeah, or you could take a four hour drive. So it wasn't very far from my parents and my family. Okay, number one, and then at the time they were the number one team in in, in right. college basketball. Very true. Yeah, um, and to to come play for a couple legendary coaches like Jerry Tarkanian and Tim Gergeridge was, you know, very attractive to me. Yeah. Um, so those are probably the main, the two main things. I had a great relationship with, with Tim Gergeridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he would come down every weekend and, and spend time with me, take me to go work out. And, right. And, you know, he, he really worked hard recruiting, recruiting me. And yeah. We built a great relationship. But, you know, once I took my visit and, and met all the guys, Anderson Hunt, you know, Greg Anthony, Larry Johnson, all those dudes. Yeah. It was kind of a no-brainer, you know. They right. played the way I wanted to play. And Coach Gerg really believed in me, you know. Um, and I loved the style of play. And uh, they were the best team in the country at the time. Yeah. So it was it was kind of an easy decision. There right. was no number two, number three, number four. It was – I wanted to come play for the Runner Rebels. Yeah, so as soon as they came knocking at your door, it was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Did you have other schools? I'm assuming you had other schools yeah. recruiting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ton of schools. Arizona, uh, yeah. UCLA, Seton Hall. Uh, I think pretty much everybody in the, in the in the Pac-10. It was called the Pac-10 at the time. Yeah. So everybody in the Pac-10, there was a lot of schools from back east recruiting mm-hmm. me as well. So. But again, UNLV was the number one team in the country, so it yeah. was a no-brainer. Yeah. At the time, I know Tark's name was kind of getting uh, dragged through the mud. Yeah. Like, that that didn't, like, sway your uh, decision at all, thinking, nope. like, maybe he might not be there for that nope. long. Nope. They weren't even talking about that at the oh, time. Oh, it wasn't at the time? No, okay. not at the time. They were not talking about that. They were okay. talking about maybe probation or something like that. Yeah. Um, And when they, when, they, when they were talking about it, I had a chance to back out and go somewhere else. Yeah. But it's where I wanted to be. I had I had developed such a great relationship with Tim Gergeridge mm-hmm. that you know it was a, it was a no. I knew I could learn so much from him, right? And I did, and we all did. Right. Um, so for me, it was easy. Yeah, it was it was easy. What was it like playing for Coach Tark? Was there a big transition from high school to college ball, or did he did the did not just Coach Tark? But um, Coach G was he able to? Were they able to get you acclimated to college ball? Um, well, it's always tough when you come to a school that have a tradition of having really good point guards. Like yeah. to have to, you know, come in on the on the the back end of of a Greg Anthony, right? Of a Mark Wade, you know, those dudes were great point guards. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about Mark Wade, who led the country in assists, I think, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Anthony averaged over nine assists, won a national championship. Yeah. And to come in and try and fill those shoes was – yeah, not, and I never looked at it that way, but right. it was just one of those things where you, you want to play well. Right. You know, you, you want to play well. And uh, Coach Tark was very demanding as a, as a coach yeah. on his point guards. Um, he didn't allow you to turn it over. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to be the heartbeat of the team. And uh, 
Coach Gerg was very hard on me as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I learned a lot and benefited from their hard coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a great experience, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. It was a great experience, though. But um, I had fun doing it, playing for those guys. So yeah. I played for I played for Coach Tart for for one year, and then of course I played for Coach Rolly Massimino and Jay mm -hmm. Wright for for two years as well. So right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you find yourself, uh, in terms of as a coach now, like uh, any of your coaching habits, do you find that you took uh, from Coach Tark? I don't know about habits, but maybe kind of style of play. Yeah. Um, it's really important for me to get up and for us to get up and down and run, yeah. push the ball. Even on, on dead ball situations, we're trying to get the ball up the court mm -hmm. to take advantage of any mistakes that the, that the offense or, excuse me, the defense may make. Right. So from that standpoint, really pushing the ball and, and playing pressure defense. Right. Uh, because that's all we played with Coach Tark was man-to-man. -man. We played some zone uh, when I was there as well. But, you know, the, 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 the foundation was, was man -to pressure man-to-man -man defense. Okay, got you. Because I know you guys ran um, the Amoeba defense. Yeah. Did, were you running? We didn't, we didn't play much Amoeba okay. when I was there. We played 1-2-2. Two, two. Okay. Um, and that was a defense that Coach Tark played when when they, when they he was at Long Beach State that was really, really successful there. Okay. Um, you know, because we were so so big. and We had uh, Elmore Spencer, who was 7 feet. Mm -hmm. Melvin Love, who was about 6'10". Bobby Joyce, Everett Gray, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, so we had some some big guys, and so we played that that one two two and really shut some guys shut some guys down. Jr. Ryder mm -hmm. on the wing as well. So um, we didn't play. We played some amoeba, but more one two two and man to man than anything. Right. The reason I asked that's because uh, was was Keith Starr on, on yeah. your coaching roster? Yeah, he was one of the assistants as okay. well. Okay, because he was he was uh, when I was playing high school ball, he was our assistant coach. Yeah, and they taught us the amoeba defense. He loves amoeba. Yeah, I, he I, he, lo he loves <laughs> he loves that shit, man. Cause yeah, we yeah, had yeah, we yeah, he yeah, taught yeah. us, and I mean, I I would teach uh, the kid when I was coach. I taught a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's tough. It's tough to to teach. I don't even like know the amoeba, but I don't even know. All? I don't okay. remember it. Yeah, when people ask me about it. I'm like, I don't remember it. Yeah, I know that. That's if there's any defense that I know how to teach, it's, it's the amoeba, amoeba defense. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, all yeah. I can remember is Stacy being on the top of it, watching it. Yeah, Stacy was on the top of the amoeba, and I know whenever you got somebody like Ice on the top of the amoeba, yeah, somebody, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough defense. Somebody long, somebody can play defense. Yes. Yeah, and then finish on the break once you do get the steal, yep. get the steal, or you get a stop. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, because I think if I'm not mistaken, that was like the defense. Uh, obviously, um. You guys were, especially in that time, I feel like a lot of college uh, teams were more zone defense. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you guys not playing a lot of zone defense. You guys were running up and down. Yeah. It was probably a, a big reason to your guys' success. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool, man, for it to just see, like, you know, uh, it's, you know the coaching tree, the teachings come yes. down to even a player like me, you know, like yeah. years down the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your team was banned from the tournament, and it's something you guys probably you guys didn't even have anything to do with it. That must have sucked because I know you guys were playing your hearts out. I was probably five years old when, when all that all shit was that going down. down. Right? Yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, you know, um, and listen, I don't. What Coach Tark did, I don't blame him for doing it. Yeah, and so he kind of took a deal. He mm -hmm. told him, "All right, if you let these guys um, go to the tournament." It was the year after they won the national championship. Right. 
if you let these guys go to the tournament the next year and defend their title, we'll take probation the following year. Right. Which was which was my sophomore year. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame them for doing that. Yeah, you got to uh, do it. I mean, no, you got to defend your title. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't blame them, but my sophomore year, we were we were. I remember we because the rodeo comes here every year, mm-hmm. and so when the rodeo comes, we have to go on a road trip. Right. So I remember we went to Missouri, played Missouri uh, with Anthony Peeler, yeah, um, and and uh, the kid Booker's dad from the Phoenix Suns. He was he was the point guard on that team. Mm. We lost to them. We went from there to Rutgers. We lost to Rutgers. We started off the season one and two. Okay. And we came back home and we won twenty six straight. Yeah, I think we never lost up, after that. Yeah, right? we didn't lose again. We ended up twenty seven and two. Right. And we won. We went eighteen and zero in conference. Jeez. We ended up number five in the country, and we were most definitely one of the top teams in the country. Yeah. I think we had a chance to win a national championship. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Yeah. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I thought we had a chance to win that. We had a lot of talent. Right. We were. We were. We were pretty deep. We were two people at each position. Mm-hmm. Um. So we were pretty deep, but we we were on probation. Yeah, I was looking at the roster, and there's like a lot of players on there that are like top twenty five UNLV players of all time. Yep. Um, yep. Obviously, uh, Elmore Spence, Jr. Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like playing with Jr.? It was it was good. Um, Jr. was super talented. Yeah. He was one of the most. It's funny because uh, Coach Massimino, when he coached him, you know, he would say that he had the he had the talent along the same lines as a Michael Jordan. Mm. Um, like when you talk about uh, athletic ability, right? you know, being able to shoot the ball, being able to post up, being able to score on all three levels. Mm-hmm. JR was special. Um, and and uh, he was a dog. Yeah. You know, he was a dog. Uh, I used to just call him hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could throw him any kind of pass and he would go get it. And yeah. we kind of had that, you know, that, all right, if I'm going to take a chance throwing it to you, you know, he would go get it. You know what I mean? But he was a hell of a player, man. Yeah. You know, he led the well, he was second in the country in scoring at 29 a game, and I was second in the country in assists at the time yeah. when we were at UNLV. So we had a really good connection. Yeah, and arguably, really man, a lot of people would say he's one of the best college players of all time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. and to yeah. to play alongside someone like that, that's got to be like a really cool feeling. Um, and I know he could jump out the gym, so I'm pretty sure you are just throwing. Just oops. throw it up there, yeah. Just throw it up there. He's gonna go get it. I mean, with the athletic ability, and then the, just being as as tenacious, tenacious and hungry as he was, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Put it anywhere up there. He's gonna go get it. Man, that's yeah. that's got to be fun, man. It's got to be fun. It is. It was yeah. really fun, man. <laughs> you kind of just do your thing out there. Yeah, it was It was fun getting up and down with that group. We had yeah. a really good group, man. Really yeah. good group. Yeah, it, su- it sucks that you guys couldn't compete for the tournament, but um, it's just one of those things in sports history, right? Like those matchups you don't ne- we'll never get to see. Yep. Right? It's kind of like boxing. Yep. There's a lot of fighters that you, you wish you would get to see fight each other, but it'll never happen, especially yep. now. Yep. Um. Kind of like Tyson and, and Ali. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. After college, mm-hmm. uh, NBA draft, prospect at all. So, what was it like for you? What I should have done, and it's funny because I remember um, Coach Mass coming to me my junior year, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of my junior year, and calling me in his office and saying, uh, 
there's a rumor going around that you're going to go hardship. Mm. And that was kind of, that was kind of, uh, people didn't do that back then. Right. They and what's, what's hardship for? To, to leave a year early or to, oh, leave, okay. to leave early. Right. Um, and that was, I mean, cause I had a really good year. I think I was, uh, I was third, I was third team or I was honorable mention all American. Okay. And you know, when you do something like that, you're opening some eyes up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, to average as many assists as I averaged and, and to have the low amount of turnovers that I had each game, it really did open some eyes up. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it, I probably should have left after my junior year or put my name in the draft after the, after my junior year. I probably would have had a better chance. Yeah. Um, my senior year, I was at the top of everybody's scouting report. Mm. And you know when that happens, yeah. you know, it's all eyes on you. Yeah. And we had lost Everett Gray, who was a senior when I was a junior, Dexter Boney, who was a senior, mm-hmm. J.R. Wright. So we lost our top three leading scorers. Right. Um, and I had a tough senior year. Mm-hmm. A really tough senior year. Um, tried out for the Clippers. Tried out for the Supersonics. Uh, Coach Gerg was up with the Supersonics at the time, so they brought me in. Yeah. Um, that was around the time Gary Payton and all those guys were there, Sean Kemp and those guys. Yeah. Wasn't able to uh, to make either one of those teams, and you know those were my that was my 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 NBA. Yeah. My my, my NBA. It just shows how tough it is though to oh, it's really make tough. it to the league. You and know then the mean? other thing is there was a lot of guards still hanging on. Like yeah. like and Isaiah Thomas is a big name, but he was kind of at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who else was, but there was a lot of a lot of guards that were kind of at the end. And this is the thing about making the NBA. You have to you have to and there's there's two or three things that you really have to have. You have to have luck. You have to know somebody. You have to be at the right place at the right time. Right. All of that stuff. It's there's especially now. Yeah. There's so many people playing basketball, not only here in the United States, but all over the world. Internationally, now. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it was nothing like that back back then. Right. Um, as far as how many people we draft and we bring from overseas. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a good run at UNLV, and uh, you know I have no regrets yeah. uh, about how my career was. I just wish we most definitely could have could have defended our national ch- or uh, we could have played in the tournament. Yeah, you know I think that would have opened a lot of eyes and 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 gave some guys some some real opportunities because I want to say that year we didn't play on TV. If I'm not At mistaken, all. I don't think we did. Was that? I can't remember if it was that year that we didn't have any TV games. If your your sophomore season, right? Yeah, so like, we didn't was have ninety two. Yeah. So we, I remember we played uh, Shaquille O'Dell and those guys and, mm-hmm. and, and beat them, and it was supposed to be an ESPN game, right? But they and, and they they didn't show it. Did that have to do with the whole yeah. Tark thing? Yeah. They wouldn't even show it. The, no, they wouldn't show our games. That would have been a hell of a game, man. <laughs> I mean, we had such a great run that year, and it's just yeah. a shame that. Nobody got to really see any of those games. Yeah, you know I what I mean. You, yeah, because most of the times, if uh, a lot of these, like sometimes I go back and watch old college games just to see what it was like. But it'd be crazy to see like Elmore Spence and Shaq go at it. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I, all that week, I would I would be telling Elmore, "Hey man, Shaq, call me looking for you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All hey, week man. before the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaq, you know, Shaq gonna dunk on you. Yeah. And Elmore had a hell of a game. He probably had like twenty and maybe 
12, 15 rebounds, something Damn, like that. that's not bad. And man. I think he got drafted in the top 20, probably off of that game. He had a hell of a year. Yeah. But probably off of that game alone. Right. Um, You know, but he had a really good game against Shaq. And uh, we ended up beating those guys by 30 points. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, blew, the, blew those dudes out. But no one got to see any of it. I want to yeah. say that game is is on YouTube somewhere. Oh, that game's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that game in particular for sure is on YouTube. I'm gonna have to go look that up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I'm sure it's grainy though. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of these are, like, and they're like in a box. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. kind of use your imagination. But yeah, man, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't televise any of those games, which sucks. Yeah, that's messed up, man. That's messed up. So after the after not being drafted, um, you go right into coaching. How'd you? Uh, no, no. So, um. Went to Japan for a little bit. Okay. And had a short stint over there, then came back, went back to school for a little bit, worked, started my own business. Okay. Met my beautiful wife, who, hey, I've, been, who, I've, been, who I've been married to for 20 years today. Yes. My bad, y'all. I apologize. No, it's all good. It's all <laughs> happy anniversary to y'all. It's, it's, it's all good. Um, yeah. But... Uh, you know, one day, you know, I wanted to get into coaching. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know at what level, uh, right. but you know, the man upstairs has a calling for us, mm-hmm. and my calling was to to help kids, and yeah, those little kids. So. Did you have kids? Did Did you already have DJ at the time, or no, no kids yet? No. So uh, I had my so my oldest son, Keenan. Mm-hmm. He was playing at uh, Tarkanian Basketball Academy. Okay, and uh, I was hoping I was helping coach that team with George Tarkanian. Got you. And uh, he stopped playing, and we had DJ. Yeah, and DJ was I don't know maybe five or six mm-hmm. when he started playing. Yeah, and he played in a he played for a, for a coach at Tark that he didn't have a great experience with. Yeah, and. You know, that's kind of how West Coast basketball started. Or excuse me, it was called the Las Vegas Rebels at the time. Got you. And, uh, you know, I felt like I wanted him to learn the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, we, uh, I knew Troy Brown Sr. And Troy was playing for, I think Troy was maybe in second or third grade. And they were, you know, asking around, you know, because we had a relationship, asking around who should they play for, what team. Right. And uh, they started playing for a guy named Joe Lewis, who kind of okay. started the Las Vegas Rebels. Right. And I think they, he played for Joe for a couple years. And then I came on the scene. I started doing some training. Mm-hmm. And... Troy ended up coming to Troy Brown Jr. ended up coming to play for us. Do you remember Darian Akahito that went to Liberty? He was a he was a uh he was a point guard and he was a safety and a receiver on the football team. Nah, I don't I don't remember the Monster, name. monster little point guard. There yeah. was another kid named Luke Bradford. Okay. Um, another kid named Jalen Fox. Okay. And another kid named Tyga Miano. Mm, yeah, I don't know none of these. Those are the kids that started the whole thing for me. Okay. It was that core group that yeah. started Las Vegas Rebels slash West Coast Rebels, West Coast basketball. That was it. That's where we started at. Yeah. We started the 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 program with those five, six kids, and from there it's grown to what it's grown to. Yeah, now. I mean, you guys can can uh yield teams at any 
age, yeah. age yeah. range, and if not one, multiple. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, that's got to be crazy. What year was like mid, mid, late 90s? Mm, no, I want to say around 05, 04. Okay, 04. so early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 04, we kind, I kind of start, like maybe like 03, 04, I started training. Yeah. And uh, I think that team probably started around 05, something like that. Okay. So you graduated. Yeah. Okay. And, and we've been rolling since then. We would take teams to nationals. We were one of the only teams on the whole West Coast going to nationals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember the first year we went, I think we ended up like like 31 or something like that. The second year we went, we ended up nine. Mm. The third year we went, uh, we ended up losing in the national championship game. It was two West Coast teams in the final. Wow. And, you know, a team from California called Cali Style. Right. Um, and then our, our program. And from there, we grew the program yeah. into, into several teams. But at the time, we only had we only had maybe, I want to say, two teams at the time. Right. Yeah. But we've grown it from there. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I might be biased saying it's just because, like, I've been in the gym with y'all and I've seen how you guys run the program. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely like if 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 I was a parent, it'd be a team that I would send my kids to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, the kids they're just good people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they grow up to be um, good men. Well, that's important to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's it's important to us. Um, we've always said and kind of used the motto: "It's more than basketball." Yeah, um, that's very important to us. Having good people around, <laughs> having good parents, because your your program is only as good as your parents. Mm -hmm. And if you have bad parents, you're gonna have a, a, a rocky program. Right. So we don't we don't really allow, you know, any knuckleheads in our program. If you are, we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with it. Yeah, because they're you know? very respectful. Like yeah, you have to most be. of the kids I've met. Yeah, you, you have to be. I mean yeah. and that goes for our parents, our coaches, mm -hmm. the kids in our program. Um it was never supposed to be as big as it is. Right. But, you know, when you get to a point where you just can't say no because everybody loves what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's it's more than basketball for us. And, it, and, and, you know, we stand on that. Yeah. And that's very – it's always been important. Yeah. It, it has always been very, very important. Yeah. I guess, like, if you focus on those things, everything else kind of just falls in follows place. it. Yeah. Yep. It just, it's just yep. naturally how it is. You know yeah. I mean? You have to have a code. Yeah. You know, and how you live your life. Exactly. And if you don't have that, then you don't have anything. And that's kind of what we teach in our household. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's true, man. You know, a yeah. lot of people, you know, if they, if they don't have that type of discipline growing up, yeah. they could be the greatest athlete. But we've seen so many great athletes fall through just a bunch of different things that distracted them from yep. what, what they're actually there for. Yeah. You know, so that's good. Because I've, I've seen a lot of programs or been around guys who coach programs that I know they don't live like that. You know what I mean? So it's like there's no way they're teaching the kids the same values. Yeah, you have to. You know have what I'm that, saying? Man. You you have to. That's important. Yeah. Um, who's some of the uh, top recruits this year for West Coast? Um, well, right now we're we're on the high school side. We're we're down on the high school side. Um, okay. We got some really good young guys coming up. Uh, Javion. Uh, Javion. What is Javion's wall? Javion Wall, who's Javion a freshman wall. at uh, Sierra Vista. Okay. Um, I think he has a chance to be really, really good. Uh, we have uh, Amari 
um, Oba, okay, who was at Liberty last year, but now he's at Red Rock. He's a six five, six six, mm. super bouncy, super athletic. He's yeah. now at Red Rock Academy. He has a chance to be really good. Of course, Tyus has a chance to be, you know, yeah. he has a chance to be really good. Um, Tayshawn Prince is another kid who who's in our program that we also think he has a chance to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, our our program is kind of in a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some we have some decent twenty fours that that are seniors seniors this year that you know ha- has a chance to, to to play at the next level. Um, Caden Castellero, I think he yeah, Caden Caden yeah. has a chance to to play at the next level. Maybe you know low low Division one, maybe mm-hmm. Division two kid. Right. Um, I think Jace has a chance to play. At, Jace Aquaninoc has a chance to play at the next level. Okay. Um, you know, Andre Porter will be a football kid. He signed yeah. a letter of intent to play at, play at UNLV, play football at UNLV, another football kid in our, uh, that came through our program. Right. So we have some guys, mm-hmm. um, but again, we're kind of in a transition where there's a lot of guys going out and we have some pretty good young talent coming through our program as well. Right. But, um, you know, we're excited about our young guys. Yeah. Um, we're excited to have some of these guys moving on and then kids like Cayman, kids like uh um Angelo mm-hmm. Angelo uh, Imperio, who's a, a freshman at Spring Valley. I think he has okay. a chance to be pretty good. So we got some really good young guys coming through our program yeah. too. Yeah, and I and I'm sure you guys won't have any problem helping them get to the next level. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's always good. Um with the with the climate of youth sports, uh, college basketball, uh, NIL deals, transfer portal, social media in general, mm-hmm. what's your message to recruits? Like, what's your main message to recruits? Be careful what you say on social media. Yeah, true. That's that's probably the that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, um, because it could make or break you. Right. You know, you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing on social media. Right. And uh those coaches will get off you like you out the plague, man. Yeah. They they just, you know, there's so many kids playing now that they can just mark you off their list. Right. You know, very easily. So you know, if you if you if you're at the end, you know, like tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, tenth, eleventh grade, like just just delete Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. delete Twitter. And especially during the season, you know, stay off TikTok and all that stuff during the during the during the year when you're when you're playing. And again, just make sure, you know, you're following the right people. Yeah. And uh everything is positive yeah. on your social media because it could it could uh it could take you down. Yeah, because image is, is everything now. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Like, it's always been a thing, but it's like magnified now. Every, I couldn't you know? imagine growing up like this. Yeah, me either. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't imagine growing up like this. It's yeah. it's uh, it's so much pressure for some of these kids nowadays mm-hmm. um, to live up to someone else's expectations right. uh, of, of what they think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you got filters and, you know, you can you can make it look like you made 40 jump shots in a row. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's just it's just not reality. Yeah, you, you know what I, I mean? mean? There's scammers everywhere. I'm pretty sure it's not Absolutely. hard to scam somebody in, into knowing it. Absolutely. Thinking that you're like a top player. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you have, you know, I mean, it's just 
it's a tough time to be a kid. Yeah. It, it really is because they just have instant access to everything that goes on. So yeah. it kind of makes you a little numb to stuff that happens in the world. Right. Um, because, you know, when I was younger, some of that stuff you wouldn't see or you wouldn't hear about for days upon days upon days. But right now, everything is right at the tip of your fingers. Yeah. And uh, that's probably my biggest thing. Just be careful how you 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 get down on social media. Yeah. It's good advice because, uh, um, you know, I follow DJ. And ever since he's been on social media, from what I remember, he's always been a level of professionalism. You know, even as a kid, like, yeah. you know, the things he retweets, the yeah. things he posts, even how he talks. I don't even, I don't know if it's y'all doing it to be real, yeah. but uh, it's, it's... It's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a little bit, but he's been, he's been, he's been so versed in that stuff right. that, that, you know, he doesn't really even, <laughs> so I think sometimes we just have to tell him sometimes, like, dude, you need to, people want to know what you're doing. Yeah, people want to know how you're working out. They want, you know, they want to know what you're thinking because right. a lot of people care about you as a as a player and as a person. You know, maybe you should go in there a little bit more. Um, but he's been well versed and he knows he's yeah. representing our family as well as himself. Right. And you know, especially my name with the same for real. Name. Yeah, he got the same. So name. he gets it. Yeah. You know, he he gets it. He's he's gotten it for a long time. So yeah. he's always been pretty good about you know not doing anything silly on there. Oh, yeah. Solid, man. That's some good advice, man, because there's a lot of kids. I've been around it, and uh, it's it's just, you know, like you said, it's it's real tough for them because uh, it's magnified. Everything they post, uh, even if they're just liking something, you know, yeah. everyone can see what you like. Exactly. So you do got to be kind of careful with that type yeah, of stuff, man. Yeah, you um, do. You can lose a scholarship like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. You really can. I want to get to this next segment real quick. Uh, it's called Choose One or Shoot One. Mm-hmm. Um it's simple. I give you two two names, and then uh, you just you could choose and decide who you like the best. There's really no um, context as to why who is the best or who's better. It's really just to see you know where you where you lean at. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if you can't decide on a name, we normally would take a drink. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to drink right now. I just signed up for a, a marathon. Okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to get in shape. And, yeah, well, I can know, drink. I got water. Yeah, here. we got water, so we're good. <laughs> so if you can't figure it out, we'll just toast to some water. All right, but um, we'll start off with, with some NBA action here. Um, the first question I ask everybody, Allen Iverson or Steph Curry? Mm. I say Allen Iverson. Great answer. Yeah, I say yeah. Allen Iverson. Yeah. Different time. Mm-hmm. Different type of game. Right. And don't get me wrong, Steph Curry's a great player, but Allen Iverson was something just a little different. You right. know, being probably 5'11". You yeah. Know, I think they list him as 6'1". Yeah, they, they probably, had him up there. Yeah, probably 5'11". You know, uh, dual sport athlete, uh, tough as nails. Yeah. Could shoot it, could dribble it, could pass it. Mm-hmm. Um and playing in one of the toughest eras there there was to play in. Right. I'd have to say Allen Iverson. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh. He's he's my favorite player, so yeah. you know, I love I love when people lean lean that side, but Steph Curry is definitely um a great player as well. Yeah, no doubt. Um as a coach though, cuz I know Steph kind of came into the game, uh, I actually saw a stat. I think he only shot 
like two or three three pointers his rookie season. Mm-hmm. That was average, but now he's probably putting up like ten plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his range yeah. in shooting the basketball as a coach. Uh, is it, you know, with kids nowadays thinking that three-point is the game of basketball, right? If you can shoot the ball well, you're like a great player. Does that add, like does that bother you as a coach a little bit to to where kids are just coming down the court and shooting the ball? Well, Steph Curry outrageous? ruined the game. <laughs> 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 he, I mean, you know, it's funny. We were just at, uh, we were at a, a camp that came and did, I want to say two weeks ago. Yeah. And... There was a, there was a point in time where the kids went up and down about eight times. Okay, and out of the eight, I want to say there may have been six threes shot, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about on the break. You know, the kids are hitting the backboard. Yeah, you know they're they're you know they're shooting air balls. Um, I mean, I just think when you're when you're that young, yeah. It's the shot is so far, and you know, it screws up your shooting mechanics where you're loading up, mm-hmm. shooting it from your shooting it from your your down here, um, to where I mean it it again. I mean Steph Curry kind of screwed it up a little bit, right? Um, I wish it get back to more of a you know traditional. A tr- like traditional game, but it'll 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 never go back to that. I don't think so. You know, they're talking yeah. about changing the rules, maybe taking away. I want to say they were talking about taking away the three point shot in the corner. I heard that too because it yeah. was it was too it was too close. Yeah, but um, the traditional big man is is dead now. Yeah, you know that position is is dead, and like take a guy like what's the kid's name from um, Gonzaga that didn't get drafted that was there uh, forever. Uh, what's his name? The white kid. With the headband, kid, you're yeah. talking about. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of his name. He was one of my favorite Gonzaga players. Um, uh, you just take that kid for instance. Yeah, Drew Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. Like when I look at Timmy, because he can't shoot the three, mm. he can't play in the NBA. Right. And Drew Timmy is a monster. No, he to was me. a beast, man. <laughs> Traditional post player. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, but it's dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's dead. You almost. You almost don't want to teach post post play uh, teach post play anymore, right? Because everything is either a layup or a three pointer, right? You know what I mean? They don't even want mid range shots anymore, right? Um, so I don't know. I think Steph Curry changed the game, but he also kind of screwed it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, he's a hell of a player. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer, um, but. I'd, I'd much rather go with, with Allen. With AI? Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? Mm, that's a tough one, but I'm a, I'm a Mike fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a Mike fan. Without Mike, there is no Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did Kobe ended up end up being more skilled than Mike at the end? Right. Yeah. But but Mike was just different. Killer instinct, man. Uh, he, was just, he was just different, man. He was... Yeah. Uh, he just had just a, such a will to win, and you know, uh, you couple that with the athleticism, right? And like, say for instance, you drop Mike into this era of basketball, he averages forty a game. Yeah, I think so you too. Know, probably more than forty a game, right? If you know, you're talking about his first maybe five years in the league. I remember one year he averaged thirty seven, mm-hmm. um, and 
nowadays you can't touch people. That's what I'm saying. He'll get to the line easy. Yeah, you you can't touch them. You know what I mean? They've changed the game so people can score more. They yeah. don't want to. They don't want to see those. 85, 80 games, 90-point games. They want to see 120, 130 score. Yeah. So, I I mean, without even taking a breath, you know, go, Kobe's a great player. I love Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. Um, but Michael Jordan was just – he was just different, man. Yeah, you know, 100%. I, back I in the day, the same. Yeah, I was a Detroit Piston fan. I used to hate the way he, you know – he used to he used to go at my dudes. I was yeah. a big Isaiah Thomas fan. He used to go at my dudes, but Michael Jordan was yeah. He was something, man. Yeah, you know, for sure. Both ends, you know, skill could score at all three levels. Could even uh, I, at one point in time when they put him at point guard, he was averaging ten assists, eleven assists a game for a stint. So, no, Michael Jordan to me is the best player ever. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way. I was a big Jordan fan growing yeah. up as a kid, man. And yeah. still to this day. Yeah. You know? Um, to me, I feel like uh, like you said, jo- uh, it wouldn't be a Kobe without Jordan because their game is very similar. Yes. But obviously, you know, Kobe's mimicked that from a player like Jordan, especially, you know, uh, in the 90s, he pretty much took, you know, took yeah. over. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but yeah, Jordan, uh, if you if you dropped him in this era, he's getting to the line every single possession. Yeah, you can't touch him. Yeah. You he can't touch these shoot dudes. A three. Yeah, you can't touch these dudes now. Yeah, you even breathe on them. I was watching the game tonight, and I was going, "Man, these dudes flop and fall so much, and the referees just, you know, they go for all that stuff." Yeah. So, yeah, and with Mike, you know, you can't touch that dude yeah. with a forty-inch vertical and cat quick, six-six, super bouncy, super athletic, agile, yeah. or anything. Yeah, and then with the to top it off, you have the killer instinct. No, he's he's you know to me it's not close. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. GP Gary Payton or Jason Kidd? Ah, oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I'd have to say Jay Kidd. Okay. Um, I really like Gary Payton. Yeah. He came. He was around the time I he was in he was in school around the time I was in high school. Okay. So I used to watch a lot of a lot of Gary Payton. You know, love the way he competes on defense. Yes, me too. Um, me too. I could. I, I didn't like. I didn't like all of the. You know, all of the shit talking. Right. But, you know, I like that though. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I just wasn't a big fan of it. it. I mean, there's a, there's 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 talking, but then at at times there's way too much. Yeah. Some it it come. It's disrespectful. At some I point, mean, yeah. it can get disrespectful, but just the jaw, the constant. Yeah. But you know, Gary Payton was a great, great player. But I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I was a pass first point guard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to see Jay Kidd do some of the stuff he did, passing the basketball and pushing the basketball off the court was special. Yeah, there's a lot of um, plays that he would make, and I would have just never thought, you know, Man. Or, or, or as a kid, it's like amazing. Like, it wow, is how you make that. Pass. It is like there's a there's a clip of him. I know, and I know you've seen it. There's a clip of him throwing a lob from out of bounds. Yeah. To somebody to win the game. Yes. Yeah, over that. a seven footer. Yeah. And it's like, how did he do that? Yeah. You Especially know what I mean? in the NBA. Exactly. Like Jay Kidd was. Players. I can remember. So I, I want to say I was a, I think I may have been a junior mm-hmm. when Jay Kidd was a freshman. And we were both being, both of us were was from California. Yeah. And just hearing about, you know, there's a six, there's a six three point guard up. Up north in the Bay Area, that's 
you know, that's going to be a pro. That's really, really good. Yeah. You know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, point guard. Like, he's in ninth grade, and they're talking about this dude's going to be a pro. Wow, he was that tall in ninth grade? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was He was like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, and, you know, once I finally saw him, I'm like, yeah, that dude, you know. Solid. He's special. Yeah. You know, he's special. He definitely like, is. Uh, LeBron and Magic. Oh, man. That's another tough one. Big Magic fan growing up. I learned how to play point guard for Magic. Stand up late at night, watching Channel 9, watching the Laker games. Um, I learned how to be a leader yeah. watching Magic Johnson play wow. basketball. Um, I can remember when the Lakers would play, like I lived three blocks from the Forum. Yeah. When the Lakers, when the Lakers were in their heyday in the in the eighties, right, and when the Lakers would play, I would go to the elementary school across the street from the Forum and go play dunk ball while the the Lakers would be playing. Um, so, nice. with that be saying, with with that with that being said, I have to go with Magic Johnson. Got you, got you. It's sad because a lot of uh, kids these days don't really understand like. Transform the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember being, I think we were at Magic's camp. Yeah. And a buddy of mine, I think, I don't know who Josh works for now, Josh Oppenheimer. He was a really good guard, a little bit older than me. He's a he's an assistant coach in the NBA right now. And I remember him going, when Magic walked by, and I remember him going, that, that dude right there, play our position. And yeah. to see somebody walking by six foot nine. It's crazy. At point guard. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what do you do with that? And yeah. that was way back thirty years ago. Yeah, you you didn't see that at no, all. No, no, yeah. you didn't you didn't see anything like that. And six nine playing point guard, pushing the ball up the court. Yeah, um, doing some of the stuff he was doing was just amazing. Yeah, it was it was, you know, and you don't know how big those dudes are until you really really get up on them and right. see, like this dude is six foot nine. Can handle the ball like me. Can pass the ball like me. Got eyes in the back of his head, and so one hundred percent, exactly one hundred percent. Irv dog, Kyrie Irving or Dame Lillard, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. I like I like Dame. I really like Dame. Um, but Kyrie is uh, he's probably the most skilled player to ever play in the NBA. Mm. When you talk about shooting, when you talk about handling the basketball. Talk about finishing at the rim. Yeah. Floaters, runner, being able to shoot the ball with both hands. Um, being able to close out games. Yeah. Um, he is special, special. I feel like he can get a bucket whenever he wants. Whenever he wants. Yeah. Like whenever uh, he wants. No matter who's guarding him. Yep. Yeah. And he ha- he's one of those guys that he can just flip a switch. Yeah. Like he could just be coasting. And we all know – that really know basketball, those guys don't really start playing until like the last five, six, seven minutes of game. That's when they really start playing. Right. And when you watch Kyrie, it's like, all right, I've been doing this all game. I've just been kind of chilling. But when it's winning time, you yeah. get that dude the ball, and he going to do what he does. Yeah, he'll do it for sure. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. Yeah, I Kyrie. like Kyrie too. Yeah. I like yeah, Kyrie yeah, too. Yeah, Kyrie for sure. I want to uh, get into some UNLV uh, choose one or shoot ones. Um, Stacy Ogman or Larry Johnson? Ah, you gonna do that to me? <laughs> yeah, I got to. <laughs> Man, 
I got to go with LJ. Okay. LJ was just. Yeah, he's nasty, man. So we used to play the Russian national team. Okay. Every year. Like like before they would they would come they would come to the United States on a tour and this is when they had Marcellonis mm. and you know all of those really good dudes playing yeah and I remember and I think I want to say during Tark's years we're the only team in the country that never lost to them and I remember we were playing them at the Thomas and Mac and at halftime Larry had twenty eight and twenty at halftime damn. Did he play the rest of the second he half? He played. I mean, it was a tight game. But he oh, had wow. twenty he had twenty eight and twenty at halftime. Yeah. And I remember he ended up with like maybe like thirty five and right. like twenty four boards or twenty five boards. That's crazy. But he was just a winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't really understand, understand until you really start watching and seeing when they get in the huddles, how that dude grabbed people and, and bring everybody together. When somebody wasn't in the huddle, it was you know, he was just he was just a good dude. Yeah. On and off the court and just a winner and just a dog. Yeah. And a great teammate. And uh he was just he was just man. He was that guy. He was he was really good, man. Yeah. And he wasn't big. He was like six six, you know, playing power forward. Yeah. And he was just, you know, size thirty, thirty two waist and was just a monster, man. Just, wow, just he chiseled. Was, he was thin. He was it around was just, the waist, but he was just a big, yeah. Because I was strong, remembering big calves, yeah. just a big, just a monster, man. Yeah, just couldn't move that dude off the block. Right, couldn't block his shot. You know, he's putting dudes in the basket at six six. Yeah. Um, you know, playing against Alonzo Mourning and, and Matumbo and those dudes and and dominating games, but yes. I mean, Ice, don't get me wrong, that's my right. guy. Right. You know, that that's 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 my dude. He was one of the dudes that, you know, convinced me to come. Mm-hmm. But Larry was just, you know. Different. 100%. He's different. 100%. Anderson Hunt or Freddie Banks? Mm-hmm. Both solid shooters. Freddie was a, oof. I'll never forget that Iowa game where they're down by 20 at halftime and Freddie come out and hit 10 threes in the second half or nine threes in the second half. We come back and beat Iowa. That's crazy. Uh, to, go, to go to the Final Four. I think it was to go to the Final Four, and I think we lost to Indiana hmm. in the Final Four. But I got to go with my man Hunt Nice. Um, yeah. Hunt took care of me when I was a freshman at UNLV. And when I say took care of me, gave me money, Took okay. me under his wing. Yeah. Told me told me the ins and outs of the whole deal here. Um, introduced me to some to some really good people that took care of us. Yeah. Um uh Hunt was just a good person. Um, still is a really good person. Looking forward to him getting his jersey retired on November eleventh. But okay. I'd have to say Hunt. Hunt was a great defender. I think he was an underrated defender. He always guarded the the point guard. Greg would guard the two guards, and and uh, just shoot the hell out of the ball. Yeah, Great shoot. finisher. Um, wish he would have stayed for my first year, but I can remember him coming to me and telling me, uh, "D, it's over. I'm, I got to go. Yeah, you know it's your show now. Yeah, you know." And I, I wanted him to stay. I, I would have loved to play with Hunt his last year, but. 
you know, it was time for him to go. All his guys were leaving. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'm out. But, yeah, that's my man. Yeah. That's that's my man. Yeah. yeah. That's fire. That's a, that's a cool story, man. Um, all right, last one we're going to do. You or Greg Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to go with myself. Yeah, I know, man. This I got to go with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put it up there because I know like- uh, We had some great battles though. Yeah, because he was, was a senior when you were a freshman? He or was your uh, first year there? He, he was, a, yeah. My first year, Greg was a senior. Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot from Greg. Yeah. Um, I bet. I learned, a, I learned a lot from Greg. Just watching the way he ran the team, mm -hmm. watching the way, the way he kind of carried himself off the court as well. Right. Always well-spoken. And just a tough, tough. He was an asshole. Oh, was he, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Greg used to get technical fouls when his when his jaw was wired. When he, I don't know if you remember when when Greg got low bridged <laughs> and he fell on his face. Mm -mm, I don't remember. Um, the year I want to say the year they, I can't remember if it was the year they won a national championship. So he fell on his face. Okay. Next game he comes out. He has a mask on. Jaw wired shut. And he played. Greg was just a tough. I do tough remember dude. hearing this story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough man, real tough. Greg would get technical fouls with his jaw wired. That's wild. Exactly. How you even say anything? Exactly. Yeah. But Greg was a tough defender. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a. He wasn't a traditional point guard, and it's funny. It's, I always use Greg as an example. Um, right. I'm a firm believer in point guards being. Born and not made. I just don't feel like you can make somebody into something they're not. Right. But he was an exception to the rule because number one, he was a he was a superior athlete, and I feel like that's one of the things you need. Mm -hmm. And I think you need a high basketball IQ, and you have to be a very smart person off the basketball court. Yeah. And he willed himself into being a point guard when he came out of high school, out of Rancho. He wasn't a point guard, and UNLV didn't recruit him. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he went to, uh, I want to say, University of Portland his first year. Oh, wow. He was the player of the year in that in that league, came back to UNLV, set out one year, and then played here sophomore, junior, senior year. Right. Um, but he was, he was an exception to the rule where he went from being a two-guard to being a point guard. And, again, I think I just, you know – he was able to make that make that that jump to be a, a point guard and had a really really good NBA career. Right. You know that point guard. What was it like at practice? Because I'm pretty sure he picked you up <clears throat> defensively at some point in practice I mean, it and was, stuff like you know, that. It, it it makes you better. Yeah. You know, playing against him and Hunt, it, it makes you better. Yeah. Um, but but you know he was a dog, man. He right. was a dog. I learned a lot of tricks from him. Yeah. A lot of tricks from Greg. You know. Uh, some 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 edgy stuff, right? You know, some edgy stuff and and just some traditional stuff as well. Yeah. Um. But that was a great backcourt. Yeah. Him and Anderson Hunt. Yeah. I'm pretty <coughs> sure that's great for you too. Like uh, coming into at into UNLV and having someone like uh, Greg Anthony. Uh, yeah, to watch those dudes. And, yeah, man. to watch yeah. those dudes and play against them and. Yeah. You know, I mean, you learn a lot from those guys. Yeah, preparing you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about <clears throat> DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, DJ, when I first met him, and uh, you guys came to Schofield, mm -hmm. uh, I was coaching the girls' team, 
and I just got word uh, from the boys coach, like um, they were just saying, they're like, yeah, apparently some guy came in and was like, you guys are about to get the best player in Vegas, right? And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I had no idea. Like, that's cool. I want to, yeah. you know, would love to see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when he came on the campus and I seen him playing, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this kid is nice. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. as a sixth grader. Yeah. You know, like for him to, to, to run a team as a sixth grader, you know, that's like just shows you how special the kid is. Yeah. And then he just every year, man, just – you know, yeah. just getting better, getting better. Um, Gatorade Player of the Year. He's a state champion. Uh, he brought Coach Kevin Source, his first state champion. I played under Coach Coach Source, mm -hmm. so that was really nice to see because I feel like you know he deserves that um, as as much as DJ and, and mm -hmm. the rest of the kids. Uh, ranked twenty one on ESPN class of twenty twenty four. Paul Biancardi. Uh, quote unquote said one of the best point guards in the country at running a team and sending up his teammates traditional you know point guard mm -hmm. just from hearing that yeah um average 23 points a game five assists four rebounds and a steal every game while most parents are holding their kids back one year yeah dj reclassifies and goes to college early yeah uh what was the reason for that well, it was a it was a few reasons. It was a combination of him and us as a family feeling like he was ready to do it, mm -hmm. and um, I think he kind of got a little bored with with high school basketball. Okay, um, we thought about sending him to a prep school, right? And that's not something he came to us and told us that's not something he wanted to do, right? Um, he didn't want to go somewhere for a year, get used to that place, turn around the next year and have to get used to going somewhere else. Right. Um, and the other thing is he's always played one to two years up with older kids. Yeah. And I think once, once Joshua left two years before he was a senior, so Joshua was two years older than him. Yeah. Him being his best friend. Yeah, I know they're tight. Yeah. Yep. Him being his best friend and kind of his workout partner and kind of his, you know, that was his guy. Yeah. Um, you could tell, you could see some of the, he was ready, man. Yeah. He, he was, he was, I remember telling him probably a year before uh, his senior year, I said, I'm watching you walk around his house. And your body is changing, uh, your mentality is changing. Yeah. And I remember telling them, this time next year, you're gonna be ready to go to college. Yeah. And sure enough, around that time, it was, it was, it was time. It was, he was at the point where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, Dad. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to go. And then. <clears throat> Tina ended up putting him in a really good position as far as um, school wise, you know, taking some 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 high school things and middle school to where he was in a position to make that jump when he wanted to. Um, but I think it was a <clears throat> it was a it was a family family decision, but it was more his decision than ours. Yeah, and. Uh, it was something he was ready to do, and it was something we felt like 
he could do as a family. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like if he went to like a, I don't know, like his list was Florida. Like if he went to like a Florida or a Houston, mm-hmm. it'd be tougher. Yeah. Because those leagues are a little bit, you know, tougher. Like going to ACC a year early. Yeah, Going for to sure. a Big 12, like that's, you know, a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. But this situation turned out to be kind of turnkey yeah. where he can go in, be able to play through some mistakes. He's going in with some older guys around him, you know, that'll teach him the ropes, that'll take care of him. Yeah. They have a really great staff over there that we know for sure is going to take care of him mm-hmm. on and off the court. That was very big to me and Tina. Yeah. Um, to have, you know, a staff that really, really believed in him and was gonna let him make some mistakes and play through some of the stuff. So Yeah, I feel like DJ's always been that kid to defy the odds or he always just kinda goes <clears throat> against the grain. Uh I remember um I think it was you that told me this when he was in middle school. I'll just ask him, like, so where's he gonna go for high school? And I think you told me um that because uh, obviously all these schools are probably looking at him like, yo, come play for us, Gorman, yeah, yeah, you know, all that. Yeah. And uh, I, you told me, because uh, I asked, like, he's going to go to, so he's going to going to Gorman? And uh, I believe you said that he said he doesn't want to play for him. He wants to beat him. He wants to play against him. He wants to play against him, yep. beat him in the state championship. Yep. And lo and behold, you know, he got that opportunity. Yeah. Um, yep. And I heard he was sick as a dog in that state championship game. Yep. But still, you know, yep. still played a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like DJ's always that type of kid. I'm 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 rooting. For, I've always been a fan. I'm a big fan of DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm always rooting for him. I'm excited to see him play this season. Yeah. Um, and just see how he progresses because uh, he's always been you know upward movement yeah. ever since I've I've seen him play. So yeah. I'm excited to see him play college ball. Uh, you know, hopefully make it to the pros, which I think he can, mm-hmm. and uh, see how he does there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's yeah. that's that's awesome, man. Um, what's it like? Obviously, uh, you know, you being a point guard, um, you're pretty much a master of the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like coaching a, coaching a kid like DJ to become a very um, high-level basketball player? He, he, he makes us all look good. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing about him. Like, well, the thing about me is, like, it's like I still play. Right. So, um. I'm a student of it. I still watch basketball as much as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, I I listen to coaches, uh, different philosophies. I'm just a real student of it. Yeah. And he's he is he is a carbon copy of me when it comes to that. Yeah. Like when you see him on his phone all the time, he's not playing games. Mm. He's watching games, and it's not just it's not just highlights. Right. He's watching games. Yeah, he's seeing every facet. He's watching games. So yeah. he's picking that stuff apart and looking at different scenarios and looking at angles and different moves and different – he's a real student of it. He always right. has been yeah. from a little, little guy. Yeah. Um, And to be able to coach somebody like that who just has this incredible will to win yeah. and just compete, um, it's easy – you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. makes us all look good. And just a guy like that, a, a player like that, what you what you want to do with them is you want them to be able to just go out and 
you don't want to give them too much. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you want to give them the freedom to go be great. Yeah. You want to empower them to go be great. And when you overcoach a kid like that and kind of put them in a box, mm-hmm. you stunt their growth and you don't want to do that. You want to let them kind of just like go. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you just kind of let guys like that go, it's going to work. It's going to figure itself out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I, I really, I enjoyed him playing middle school for coach Murray mm-hmm. um, because coach Murray, not only took care of him off the court. Yeah. He kind of said, here's the ball, you know, go, 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 go do your thing. Like from day yeah. one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of like, just, just go, go do what you do. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he makes coaches, he made me look good. Like I can coach, mm-hmm. but he made me look really good. Yeah. You know, I always knew if I had him, <laughs> we had a chance. Yeah. You Never know what I mean? Time, yeah. I mean, and there are so many coaches that would come up to me and go, man, when we first looked at you guys, you know, it's like people would be laughing at my little teams. Right. And, you know, you got shooter, you got shooter, you got this dude. And as long as you got this dude, you know, he's going he's gonna to find his way in there. And yeah. you got to help. Yeah. If you help, Caden's going to kill you. Right. This one's going to kill you. You know, um, and as long as I had him and Joshua, mm-hmm. we had a, we had a chance. You yeah. know, there's very few games that growing up that those dudes got blown out. You know what I mean? And they won that Joshua and DJ, you know, kind of connection. They won a ton of games. Yeah. A no, lot of fun games, both yeah. A lot of games they shouldn't have won, right. you know. But those dudes are special together. Yeah. Um, and then just when you have a great player like that, man, especially as a point guard who can just control games, right? It's like you're playing a video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of the stuff you see that see that dude do. I mean, I have so many stories. There was I remember we were playing Vegas Elite when DJ was in fifth grade. Okay. He was playing the year up, so he was playing their sixth grade team, and I remember that team had Taj. Mm. Um, I forget who else. They had a bunch of. They had a really, really good team. Yeah, and we're playing at Doolittle. It's it's two minutes left in the game. We're down ten. That's pretty much over. And, and it's the yeah, and it's the yeah. and it's the championship game. Yeah, and he just flips a switch. Right, and it's like 10, 10, 12 straight points. We win the championship, and it's like this dude. Yeah. This dude is just. You know what I mean? It was just like, I can't believe what I just saw this dude do in the yeah. last two minutes of a game. And there's so many times where there's games that we probably shouldn't have even been in that we've won or came close to winning. And it was because of our point guard playing him just controlling the whole game and having a will that, and there would be time, dude, take them with you. Yeah. Drag them with you. If they don't want to come, drag them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just his will to win and compete. It's just it's it's just been special. I think that's the thing watching DJ play is his control in the game. Mm-hmm. He almost like dictates everything, even the other team. Yeah, kind of dictates. He's a computer. It's like a yeah. computer out there. You know, um, not only is he playing, but right. he's figured out a way to pick you apart and draw fouls and. Yeah, which is crazy for his <laughs> age, even uh, in middle school, high school, at that age yeah. to be able to play like that. Yeah. Like, there's times where um, I'm watching him play at any level, right? And 
he just knows how how and when to get a specific bucket. Yeah. Like or get somebody else a to, bucket. Exactly that. Or even like uh to, to get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. I deemed him as unguardable when he was in high school. Yeah. There's not one like there's people that go go out there and step to him, but he can get to the hoop whenever he wants. He could play with his back to the basket as a guard. Yeah. And he's not like crazy big or anything like that. He yeah. just knows how to use his body. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm excited to see him in college, man, because yeah. I want to see that translate to the next level. Yeah. Um, any expectations for DJ this year? Just to enjoy being a freshman, yeah. um, you know, and learning from his coaches, learning from those older guys. I want to say they have five seniors. Yeah. Maybe six seniors, and just learning from those guys and getting your feet wet, having mm-hmm. fun with your your teammates, getting acclimated to college, and and just having a good experience because uh, I think he deserves that. Yeah, and it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, you just really want him to to have a good experience, just being a kid, and there is no pressure. Yeah, just go play. It's a game. Just go play, have fun, and and. I remember telling this him him this when he was a sophomore, like this will be your funnest year. Yeah, you know what I mean. I remember telling him in, in middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade will be for your funnest years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like sixth grade, I know he had fun. Seventh oh, grade, sure. he had fun. Yeah, eighth grade was a little bit more pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, tenth grade, you got these seniors. Use your seniors. There's no pressure on you, man. There's no expectations. Yeah, you're you're just a. You're, well, he was like a freshman because of COVID. He mm-hmm. didn't get to play his ninth grade right. year. So. That's right. Bro, this will be your this will be your this will be your favorite year. Yeah. Um because there's no expectations. There's no uh you know, you're 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 you know, there there's there's zero expectations for you. So just go have fun. So even this year, like they've deemed him this or deemed him that, but man, go have fun with your team. Yeah. You know, win some games and they're talented. You right. know, you don't have to do it by yourself. You got a ton of talent around you. Some good coaches, some good players. Um, so go have fun with your teammates and and go win some games, man. Yeah. You know? I I feel like, man, I just I have so much faith in that kid, man. I just feel like he's gonna do well no yeah. matter, you know, yeah. no matter what level. Um yeah. and man, I mean he did it, like you said, his sophomore season is was his first year playing high school ball and he, he helped uh win a state title for his team. Yep. You know. Um Against a really good Gorman squad, you yes. know what I mean. Very yeah. good Gorman squad. Yeah. So, uh, so shouts to DJ man. I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna. The first game is what November 9th, The first home game. November eighth. They play Southern at home. Okay, I'm gonna definitely gonna check that out. All right, we just got a, a couple more questions, man. Just to, um, before we uh, we end the interview, mm-hmm. um, just so people kind of get to know you uh, better. Um, three people you have dinner with, dead or alive. <laughs> Um, Off top, three people. Um, let's see. Um, Martin Luther King is one. Okay, shouts to the king. <laughs> shouts to the king. Uh, and this will this will be random. Will Chamberlain. Okay. Um, and my last one would be uh, probably my pops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably my dad. Yeah. Cause my dad, my dad died about 
15 years ago. Okay. Well, probably about, no, he died when, no, he died about 19 years ago, something like okay. that, right before we had DJ. Right. So I'd say, let's say my dad. What was your, what was your father like? Um, he was a baseball player. Oh, okay. So he played baseball growing up. Mm-hmm. I had one uncle, his brother, play in the NFL. Another one played for Arizona State. Another one played for Nevada Reno in football. So they were all football yeah. players. He was a baseball player. Wow. Athletes. Um, all athletes. Yeah. All athletes. But, yeah, man, my, my dad would probably be the last one. Nice. So we got we got the King, Martin Luther King, Will Chamberlain, and your pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be a nice little table to sit at. Because, I mean, Will and, and MLK, I mean, they're both activists, you know? <laughs> um, all right, last last one. Um, you're starting five, including you. So four players that you want to play with you. You're starting five. Myself. Yeah. Mike. Okay. Um, Diesel. Okay. Um, Two more. Uh, let's go. Let's go, LeBron. Okay. And let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Will, man. Okay. Let's so you go got Will. Shaq, Will, uh, LeBron, MJ, and yourself. Yep. That's fire, man. I might, have to, I might have to put that together on 2K and see how it does. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lives being thrown. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> a lot of lives being thrown. Yeah. Well, uh, D Don, man, um, I wanna I wanna give you some flowers real quick. Um, one, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a very busy man, so it's 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 tough, but I kinda wanted to get you in before DJ started playing. Hey, yeah. Before all the kids start playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um Shouts to you for doing what you did or doing for what you do for these kids, man, and getting them to the next level. Yep. Um, there's a lot of names that um, I hear about that I had no idea ran through your program. Dalton Kincaid, yeah. you know, that become great men, great athletes um, on and off the field. Um, even just as like um, a parent of, a, of an athlete, a parent who actually knows the game, who played the game. Like mm-hmm. I said, you're a master of the game. And you just let your kids do their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. coach them, but also when they're getting coached, you just let them play. You know, um, for the little bit, the 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 conversations we've had, not very many, but we've had a few. Yeah. Um, the gems, you know, I've I've learned uh, just from hearing you speak. You know, uh, some of the gems uh, as when I was coaching that I that I learned too. So um, I appreciate that. Um, following you on Twitter. I love when you tweet stuff because I feel like we're on the same level with some of the stuff you say. <laughs> and I, I always agree with the stuff you say usually. So I'm like, yeah, man, see, we're on the same wave. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, I appreciate you for coming, man. Thank you for what you do for these kids. Yeah. I'm excited to see DJ play. I, all your kids, man, they're, they're great kids. Uh, you've done a great job. And I'm sure you're going to have fun watching yeah. season. So appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.